Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matt Pohl, founder of the Rewild Group. We believe that as a fundamental part of the human experience, that work is not only essential, it's valuable, that work matters. That's why we're on a mission to multiply the number of exceptional businesses globally. We want business owners and their employees to thrive at work. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we discuss stories of how leaders are having a lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses. Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. I'm Matt Pohl, your guest, and I'm pleased to have a, a guest today. His name is Jim Neithart. He is a certified organizational rewilding advisor. Jim, I appreciate you being on our podcast today. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Matt. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to start and just have you tell us a little bit about um, your business background. You know, um, what, what's your journey been? Yeah. And you're, you're an advisor now. So help us kind of uh, understand that story. Okay. Well, my business is now rebranded as ExceptionalBiz.com, and I'm based in the United States, uh, out of New Jersey. So after earning my BBA in marketing and my MBA in finance, and then uh, working 20 years in the corporate world, running businesses and building businesses with what today would be hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, right? Uh, I launched my own business in 1997, uh, working pretty much with CEOs, presidents, owners, and leadership teams of middle market and smaller organizations. Okay. Uh, your corporate environment, you, you said you were in both management and were you in finance or that was just your under, your degree? No, no uh, just uh, my master's degree. Uh, I spent most of my time on the demand side of the business, meaning okay. sales, marketing, business development. But what I found is throughout that, uh, my successes were based on my understanding of human psychology uh, and organizational development, uh, and also my understanding of numbers, the finance. So it all played well together. Um, what right. was unique about my experience is I was okay in marketing and sales and business development, but I seem to have caught the attention of all of the, the CEOs and division presidents of the organizations I worked for. And I didn't understand why, but they told me they liked my strategic view of the world, how I could see the big picture, mm -hmm. yet understand all the individual parts and how they fit, fit together. And as a result, they put me on some very, very large corporate initiatives. So I was working like half my time on my functional area and right. half of it on these corporate uh, initiatives, which really were designed to change the culture of the company, instill infrastructure into the organization. Right. And just interesting, many of the things that rewild. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. So uh, how did you... Uh, transition then from that corporate environment into being a business advisor? Yeah. So after working for several large corporations, uh, Nabisco, which become Kraft and Mondelez, uh, Reckitt and Coleman, which is now Reckitt Benckiser, IFF, I was director of marketing for their North American operations. I kind of got tired of working for somebody else. 
And okay. I, wanted to kind of, I always wanted to go out on my own, but after, after 20 years of it, I just decided now's the time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a business that would allow me to work directly with the leaders of organizations who could make decisions by themselves without checking with committees. They saw something that they wanted to do and they could implement it right away. And it were things that could have an immediate big impact on the improvement of their organizations, which benefit them in terms of the value of the company, but also the hundreds of employees that they employed. and then right that they're customers so it just doing it was something i always wanted to do and uh that's how i decided to become a business advisor to many companies as an employee as opposed to an employee to one yeah no, that's great and i understand uh you've been in kind of the ceo peer group kind of space for a while uh tell me a little bit about that yeah well my my first venture on my own was to build and lead actually facilitate groups of CEOs and presidents and owners uh, in small groups, anywhere from eight to 10, eight to 12 uh, owners who didn't necessarily, they didn't compete with each other, but right. they were all of a similar size and complexity. Mm-hmm. And the 20 years of doing that, I managed many, many different groups and hundreds of CEOs and owners. And I learned an awful lot from them and about business. <laughs> I bet. Uh, it was great, but they got to teach each other. So I got very familiar with facilitating both groups of CEOs in a mixed company environment, but also working individually with them and their leadership team, because invariably from running the group meeting, they they always, oh, you know so much about organizational development. We need to have you come in and work with our team and teach our team. And I didn't know that I'd like that initially, but I found that so rewarding over time. Yeah, so um, with that kind of as where you spent a number of yet two decades, right? Um, why did you recently become certified in organizational rewilding? I shouldn't say recently; it's been a few years now. But um, well, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, after about twenty years in the corporate world, and then ten years working with small and mid-sized businesses, I I happened to come upon and learn the seven stages of growth research which I forget the gentleman's name. You you, you know his name. Uh, yeah, oh. James Fisher. Yeah, James Fisher. And uh, although the book was very intense and, and uh, challenging to read because it was written very much from a researcher's standpoint, the basic concepts of the seven stages of growth that he was un- able to uncover through his 1,500 or so companies that he worked with, mm-hmm. dozens of different uh, industries in throughout, you know, at least the United States uh, and and probably beyond, I was very impressed. And what I did is I added some of those concepts and and tools into my own toolbox in my advising of clients, but in a very unstructured way, just as as it came up, you know, I would implement some of those concepts. And although very useful, I started wanting more of a structured and comprehensive coaching system that could be, that had validity with prospective people that I might work with. Right. And uh, after extensive research uh, of the various coaching systems that are out there, I learned that the Rewild Group had been acquired, Had the Rewild Group had acquired the rights of the seven stages of growth content and right. had developed it into a much more comprehensive growth methodology 
that was in high demand, uh, totally unique, and could be systematically uh, and effectively implemented in virtually any organization that was either stuck at a certain stages of growth or that didn't have the structure in place to manage growth that they were experiencing. Yeah. So that's kind of why I liked it and got into it. Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple of these maybe advantages, but what, what kind of other advantages did you see as you looked at what was available in the market that kind well, of yeah. resonated well, with you with organizational rewilding? Most of the other coaching systems out there, and I extent, I researched them pretty extensively, <laughs> they, they seem to be centered around either strategic a strategic planning process or an implementation process, both of which are very valuable and needed in the marketplace for certain organizations. Right. However, the, the ones that provided strategic a strategic planning process, they helped organizations identify opportunities to grow, but they provided very little or no method for achieving that growth. Okay. The, the coaching systems that provided an implementation process, they, they helped the, the organizations become more efficient and effective at implementing their plans and mm -hmm. their work. Right. It, they, it, they left it entirely to the organizations to figure out what needs to change in okay. order uh, right. what needs to change in the organization, both internally and externally, to to achieve that growth. So both types of systems tend to be more or less a one size fits all based on kind of best practices. Right. But they don't take into account the, the widely varying challenges that are experienced from organization to organization. And I would say neither type coaching system addresses the different challenges that organizations experience at various stages of growth. And, and as a result, uh, they do not provide focused solutions to the, the most impactful challenges that are proven to arrest profitable growth. Yeah, and yeah. When I came across Rewild, they hit the bell on all of those elements that help you grow. So uh, okay. you know, I'm not, I don't mean to poo-poo any of those other uh, systems. I think they're great. There's some great systems out there. But they have their limitations, and the rewild is the only growth, the only methodology that's focused on helping an organization understand what's holding them back from growth, and then provides the tools and the methodologies for them to break free from what's holding them back, and and put in comprehensive, easy to rather rather easy to implement systems that become part of the fabric of the company mm. and then release the leader, the owner from being everything, <laughs> you know, the, the, the hub of the wheel that when the hub is not there, the, the spokes break and the, the yeah. wheel breaks down. So Rewild hit all the bells for me. Okay. Well, great. Um, one of the things you one of the ways you've applied uh, your certification is interacting with business owners through uh, an assessment called the Rewild Business Assessment. And this is a, you know, a deep dive into the business. It uses all the research from the Rewild Group to bring new insights and discoveries for a business owner. And I'd be curious, as you've shared the findings 
from some of those uh, rewild business assessments. What were the reactions to to uh, to those discoveries? How did the business owners, you know, what were their response to that? Well, let's see. I, I think I've done about close to two dozen companies. I've brought through the assessment. They've taken the assessment, and I've debriefed them on it. And <laughs> one funny story is. You know, initially I was scheduling about 45 minutes to an hour with people to go through the debriefing because, quite frankly, it can easily be done in 45 minutes if they don't have any questions and if they don't <laughs> want to talk about it and they don't need to, uh, you know, wipe their forehead because they're starting to sweat and, <laughs> you know, and make comments like, uh, I wish I knew this 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I was quite frankly amazed with the response that business owners and CEOs and presidents have had. Uh, some of the some of the well, the, the rewild business assessment helps identify missing strategic elements that are holding people back from growth. Three, four, five, six of them, what you know, for any one company. And sometimes some of the missing strategic strategic elements that they are told about it's just providing confirmation of what the leader kind of knew, but okay. the assessment results bring brought them to the forefront and helped them realize their importance and that they need to be addressed. But I would say the real power of the assessment is in those one or two strategic elements that were totally off their radar that they just had no clue of because they usually are looking at what they think are problems, but they're really symptoms. And right. They don't know what's underneath there, what the underlying causes, and what the rewild business assessment does, from what I've seen, is it crystallizes clearly what the root causes of the problem are. And then all of a sudden they're open to then then the discussion moves to oh, so so what do I do about this? <laughs> I, got, I got these five things, you know, two or three of which I knew and two which are new. Where do I start? What do I do? And uh, I can usually help point them in the right direction. Uh, sometimes they can work on some of them, this missing elements on their own. You know, right. they just need to be made aware of it. Uh, right. And yeah, I can handle that. That's maybe one or two of them. And then one of them, maybe um, they'll, they, they, I can point them in the direction to a, an outside resource. But invariably, there's one or two of them, and sometimes more, that the rewild methodology is absolutely perfect for. And I don't try to push it on them. I don't need, I don't, I don't know. I don't have to sell them on it. They say, <laughs> well, I don't know where the hell to go for this. You know, can you tell me about, you know, your, your system and how you would approach it? Right. And they just, it's just amazing. I, for considering how, how inexpensive the assessment is, uh, you know, I, I almost can't see why anybody wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, as you think of, across those couple dozen uh, assessments, uh, do you recall any kind of common themes that you saw as, uh, you know, maybe what was the most, one of the most common elements that showed up as needing to be strengthened or infused into an organization? Yeah, well, probably one of the most common, which they express 
as a symptom. <laughs> I mean, they express it as a, an issue or, or challenge, but it's really a symptom is my organization is totally dependent upon me. Okay. Yeah. I'm 57 years old. I've been running this company for 20 years. Everything depends on me. I got no life outside of my business. I'm working 60 hours a week. I can't take a vacation. If I do, it's a couple of days and I'm on the phone or on the email all day long. And the organization is totally dependent upon me. They don't say it that way, but that's what yeah. they express. Yeah. And I would say that often that particular challenge is a result of them not having a really strong management team, a leadership team. They right. have functional experts who are good at the function, but right. they are managing their team and their function as opposed to being part of a leadership team that's leading the organization. Okay. That's probably the number one area. Sometimes some of them are smart enough to know my leadership team. They're not what they need to be. That I probably need to replace them, but I'm so loyal to them. And it's like, well, maybe you don't need to replace them. Maybe they've just been working for you since they're 16 and everything they know they learned from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I've had a conversation with um, with a business owner and they they were kind of in that same place, right? They They were overly, business overly dependent on them. They didn't have much balance in their life. They're their team wasn't strong enough to really help carry the load for them. And when we talked about, well, you need to invest in your management team, it, it was clear. Uh, the answer was, well, but what if I do and they leave? And uh, it just came back to me and, and it was like, what if you don't? <laughs> what, what if you don't invest in them and they stay, right? You're not going to be any better. So you know, there's always that risk, obviously, that they would leave, but the alternative isn't any better. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's great. You know, you know uh, when it also comes up a lot? Yeah. And and they don't express it directly. They Sometimes they say, you know, sometimes I'm bored. I come to work and I'm bored. And then I explore that. And what it is, is they don't like the culture of their company. Mm. Their way of operating, the way people go about doing things, the way they make decisions, the way they interact with each other. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> and before I say it, they can they say it themselves. You know, if I had to do it all over again, I could recreate my company from scratch. You know, I would do it a whole lot differently. And then I say, well, you could, yeah, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be really that hard, you know. <laughs> For somebody, and then I bring in my background of 20 years in the corporate world and work with hundreds of small businesses. And, you know, right. I've seen a lot of cultures and I know what, we're, you know, so it's, uh, and then the other thing, you know, surprisingly is infrastructure. Uh, that comes up a lot. And sometimes it's things like uh, business development structures. Sometimes it's just organizational structure, who reports to who and how they interact and right. what roles and responsibilities people have. Um, other times it's meeting structures. They don't have a, a way of, you know, operating where they can make, you know, decisions and things. Um, sometimes it's, they don't have KPIs in place. Unfortunately, right. sometimes they say, what's a KPI? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and other, and other times, particularly the manufacturing companies who are really good at 
operations processes. They don't have process anyplace else in the organization. They don't have a sales process. They don't have a hiring process. Not, you know, real master processes, which, you know, fuel an organization. Uh, and uh, just, I mean, these sessions, these RBA debriefs that I do, that mm-hmm. you know, wind up going two hours, they could go five hours if I let them. <laughs> they, they are having conversations they never had before. And they're so excited about the possibility of moving on these items that they've discovered. And I just happened to be there at the time to catch the fruit, <laughs> which is kind of nice for me. But yeah. you know, but, yeah, I also get such enjoyment out of helping organizations grow and the impact it has on the people that work for them. I mean, people spend a third of their natural life at work. Right. So the culture of the company and how what what happens in the growth of a company, growth makes companies comfortable, you know, as opposed to having the pressures. It's right. impacting them and their spouse who has to listen to them when they come home in a bad mood and their children who don't get the attention they need. So right. it's just so personally rewarding. It's it's amazing. Okay. Well, great. You know, Jim, uh really Great conversation today. Um, if uh, individuals who listen to this podcast would like to get in touch with you, um, what what are one or more ways that uh, they could reach you? Well, uh, they could look me up on LinkedIn, <laughs> okay, uh, or or on the internet, Jim Neidhart, N E I D H A R D T. My uh, uh peer group business the website is uh www.ref.global and you can find me on the local page there uh okay. those are probably the, the easiest two ways to reach me i would give out my website but it's it's down being uh <laughs> revamped <laughs> right now so uh i'll hold off on that yeah another another way you can reach jim since he's a certified uh advisor you can go to network dot rewildgroup.com network dot rewildgroup.com and that'll uh show you a list of our certified advisors and jim's listed there and and on that on his listing he has his email and and multiple ways to to get a hold of him so okay well uh jim thanks for being our guest today and i just want to thank our audience for for listening and i look forward to join us for another podcast in the future thank you Matt Pohl here. Thank you for watching this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. If you're a successful business advisor, I encourage you to go to leaders.rewildgroup.com where you can learn how to be a guest on our show. If you enjoyed the episode, please share on social media. You can also tag people that you think might be a good guest for our show. Just be sure to use hashtag leaders of lasting impact so we can see your comments and suggestions. We release episodes on a regular basis, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Finally, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews. Those go a long way with promoting our podcast. It really means a lot to me and our team. Learn more about the Rewild Group at rewildgroup.com, or you can follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.